Okay, welcome back. Thank you for hitting play. Okay, so today, um, you know, what are we going to talk about? Let's see. We're going to talk about a little bit of a teacher's um, a little bit of South Carolina, a little bit of Israeli police, a little bit of Palestine, a little bit of um, remember the fallen, remember the dead. Um, and yeah, a little Ukraine, Russia as well. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so in Missouri, there was a teacher that lost her job because she was accused of teaching critical race theory, and a high school teacher. And... I don't, I still don't understand this whole critical race theory that people are talking about because we're not taught that in public schools. If anything, they're taught that when they go to college to take the class that they paid for or that they have to take. But in high schools, they don't really talk about critical race theory. Now they might, but before um, that they've been talking about, that's not a thing. (laughs) And the only people that are mad at it are the same people that were picketing and doing all of that in the 60s saying that they don't want to integrate their high schools now they're just grandparents saying that about their grandchildren so and if i'm being honest that's the thing that we need to teach just like how in germany um they're forced to learn about the genocide that they caused upon people in hitler they're they have to learn about the concentration camps learn about everything that happened but here in america we just try to forget about what happened and just say, hey, Juneteenth, here's your holiday. But we're not going to talk about how we got there. <laughs> but, yeah, that makes zero sense to me about how she lost her job because of teaching critical race theory because, who knows, one day she just might have brought up talking about it and then it just happened. And somebody asked a question. But nowadays, teachers, if anybody asks a question about critical race theory in high school, they're not allowed to talk about it and they say, we can't talk about this. and Because if they do, they might lose their job. America home of the brave. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's. let's talk about what happened in Jerusalem. The holiest temple for Muslims was taken during Ramadan, during Easter weekend for us Christians. Um, they were tear gas being thrown. Um, they fired tear gas stuns during prayer during Ramadan, knowing what was happening in one of the most holiest places to pray during Ramadan. It's like, imagine there being like one main church for being a Christian in a holiday, or it's like somebody does this to the Roman Catholic church in over in Europe, like while the Pope is there type, type energy. That's, that's what they have. But, um, among the the weapons that were used to fire upon them during their prayer were, uh, tear gas, stun grenades, rubber coated steel bullets. Okay. Not like here in America where we use rubber bullets, it's just steel with rubber around it. Um, they injured 158 Palestinians inside. It was not a clash or religious dispute. It was just Israelis trying to prove that they're better than Palestinians. Like, there's no real reason why this is happening. It's just happening. And we have spent the same amount on the Israeli government police force that we have in the Ukraine. $3.3 billion, both of them, Ukraine. We've given $3.3 million in weapons, money, if anything like that. And the Israeli forces, we've also spent $3.3 billion. But hey, I'm not holding my fingers for 40 acres and a mule, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, that makes no sense how they, um, 
they can just do that against anybody that they want. They can just kill 13-year-olds, kill little kids. Like, there was a video where this kid was surrounded by 20 officers and the kid was getting arrested. The kid was, like, 8 years old. It's kind of the same type of thing that happened um, over the weekend. There is the There is seven cops in New York around this eight-year-old boy that stole a $3 bag of chips and he was getting arrested because <laughs> that makes sense. Tax dollars at work going amazingly. But um, moving on from the Israeli-Palestine in Jerusalem, um, in South Carolina on the 27th of April, there's supposed to be a 57-year-old man named Richard Moore um, be executed. And he got to make a choice between an electric chair or firing squad. And he chose the firing squad. And what that means is pretty much two feet behind the electric chair, there's another chair. And then three randomly selected officers, or not randomly selected, but volunteered officers at the jail will fire upon him and kill him. The chair is like slanted up a little bit, so his blood will just go down into the drain specifically for that. Um, but yeah, like people will also watch just like they do in the electric chair, just watch this man get killed by three members of the police force. And it's one of those things where it's like, this is still legal. How, why, how, (laughs) but yeah, no matter what the crime, I think that it, oh my God, it's just not right. It's just Especially the fact that you have a choice between the electric chair and firing squad, and he chose the firing squad. I mean, I would also do the same, but at the same point, I, the fact that it's happening, there, I don't think there is a gruesome crime that can do that. Maybe being a child predator, maybe, but this guy, there's no full evidence on, on what happened in his case. But at the same point, I still don't think there's anything bad that can lead to execution because who are we to say that you should be executed? You're just an appointed judge that bought his, bought your tickets. So who the fuck cares? Who the fuck knows what, what's happening? Nobody knows. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Okay, I'm not really finished. I want to go back and touch on the Israeli-Palestine thing because most people aren't talking about it. So I want to add a little more in depth to it and yes i know this is called being black in america but these are the things that i think people need to know and hear so we will come back to america in a little bit here believe that okay but they also damaged uh the israeli while they threw in the stun grenades and the tear gas and all that stuff they threw it through glass planes of glass that have been there for over centuries they also destroyed statues that have been there for centuries and like Again, this isn't like the the Catholic uh, building that got caught on fire with the other day, or not the other day, but a couple years ago, where it was all over the news. This isn't all over the news at all, because who wants to show what American money is being used for in <laughs> Israel, right? <laughs> but the same thing happened in Gaza last year that's happening in Palestine now, and it happened again, where they were bombing again. And these in Gaza then, the Israeli police force killed 200 260 Palestinians and 65 of them and more were kids for no reason just to kill them you know Israeli police um they've killed 15 Palestinians since the beginning of April and that I that I wrote down like a week ago so it's probably more um yeah so it's it it's one of those things where they know exactly what they're doing by killing the kids by 
making sure that there's no future for, for Palestinians and that they have no hope and all of this stuff just to show that they are less than the, than the Israels, which it's not true. There's still people just a border. An imaginary line was was there and there's just a shit ton of history there that makes zero sense because we're still all people with imaginary lines making making us different. <laughs> um, but back to like the executions and all of that, that's just disgusting. Uh, the youngest person to be executed was in the 20th century. His name was George Steenley, and he was 14 years old. They had to put books on the chair, on the electric chair, so that he would be able to fit on the electric chair. And you ready for this? Here is the amazingness of <laughs> America. Um, 70 years later, they proved that he was innocent. <laughs> 70 years later after they murdered this 14 year old boy he was proved innocent so let's go (laughs) and it makes no sense that is just america the same america where we were whipping haitians for coming over the border where we kick out um mexicans for trying to come over the border but we will gladly let in ukrainians that are fleeing from the from their home we'll gladly let them in and put them on a nice flight put them on a nice bus and send them up to new york that's just how nice we are in america (laughs) ukrainians come on in come on in latinos stay the fuck out haitians stay the fuck out (laughs) everybody else no but hey since the world cares about ukraine we care about ukraine too (laughs) here have some weapons let's talk about it. (laughs) And again, nobody wants to talk about how black people were being forced off planes and being called N-words and all of that in Ukraine, saying that you're not Ukrainians to get the fuck out. But hey, we'll just leave that how it is, you know? (laughs) It's just us. We're just everywhere, but we get treated like dog shit, worse than animals, worse than everyone else. But hey, we're living... We're not asking for much. We got everything taken. (laughs) But hey, we're still here, right? Okay. Now I need to... We need to talk about some people. I want to talk about Patrick Loya. I want to talk about uh, Donnell Rochester. I'm butchering that last name, by the way. But let's talk about Donnell. Donnell. Wow. Let's talk about Amir Locke. Let's talk about Isaiah Williams. Let's talk about Jason Walker. Let's talk about James Williams. Let's talk about Michael Wayne Jackson. Let's talk about Little Fantability. Let's talk about Ryan LaCroix. Let's talk about him. Okay, starting with Ryan LaCroix. He was 21 years old. The Montgomery County Police shot him outside of McDonald's. He was in his car, passed out with a gun on his passenger seat, and he was passed out. The police fired 24 shots on him once they saw that he had a gun in his passenger seat. And they said he raised his hands and fired two rounds. Once he, once he raised his hand, they fired 24 rounds into him. The body cam footage was released. He didn't move a muscle. They saw the gun and shot him 24 times. Okay, let's talk about little Fantability. She's eight years old. She was shot at a football game from the crossfire between a police and these and an 18 year old and a 17 year old they were shooting and they charged this is america in its finest they the police bullets were the ones that killed her but they charged the kids that the police were shooting at with her murder they opened fired on a car that they thought were the the kids that they were looking for and they injured four people including uh, Fanta's older sister, 13, and she was, and Fanta was killed. 
those kids that were there that were getting shot at are being held without bail and they were and their bullet was not the one that killed her it was the police and that has been found but hey welcome to america okay uh, let's also talk about uh, michael jackson michael wayne jackson um the cop was going high speeds. Michael was just walking on the side of the road. Uh, not on the side of the road, sorry, excuse me. On the sidewalk when the police fired. Um, no weapons were used, but the police were going at a high speeds. And he was walking to his barbershop and then the police ran him over. That was Michael. Like He was walking to the barbershop. Police car runs him over on the sidewalk. That's what happened to Michael. Um... And then, sorry, I'm flipping the page here. Then let's talk about a little James Williams. James Williams, he was in the neighborhood uh, shooting. So this, to me, I it's just weird. This is just America in, in a nutshell, like always. But on New Year's, there's this neighborhood that shoots um, guns up in the air when it's midnight. And Michael, is, or not Michael, sorry, he was the only... James was pretty much the only black guy that was on the neighborhood. He did it. The police heard the shots. The police went there, shot at him after he shot in. He goes in the house, falls back into his house, tells his wife he got shot, and he dies in his living room. As he was getting, as he was dying, he was getting handcuffed. After he was handcuffed, the police then called um, an, amb- an ambulance, and that was that was it for him. His whole neighborhood was also doing exactly what he was doing, and the police only went to his house. Now, is that a coincidence? I don't know, but I personally do not believe in coincidences, so what can you say? Um, then we also have Jason Walker. He was 37. Um, he was at home with his father, helping him when he ran away from his... Now, it's not sure if there was mental health issues, but I'm pretty sure that there was. But he was at home helping his father, and then he ran away from um, their house, went across the street, jumped on a police car and just jumped on it and the cops then just didn't ask hey why are you on my car got out of the car pulled out the gun and shot him no words were ever said nothing was ever done just got out of the car this guy was on their car pulled out the gun and shot him multiple video angles multiple everything the police said that they announced themselves tried to talk to him the three angles of the video shot by pedestrians said otherwise their body cam footage said otherwise and let me just fast forward to the end here. I doubt anything will happen to these officers because that's what's been going on in America. Um, now, this one in, in Nevada, this former police officer was demanding a change after the police had killed his son, Isaiah. Isaiah was sleeping at a friend's house when police uh, used a no-knock warrant and exchanged gunfire with Isaiah. Officers shot fire, 23 rounds into him. Uh, the body cam footage shows a flashbang going into or right next to Isaiah's head, so he was like distorted. But he woke up to the door being slant, uh, shot open or not shot open, but kicked open, and then a flashbang opening right into his head. And he has a permit to carry his gun. And the police did not announce themselves; nothing happened, and they killed Isaiah. In the same type of thing with a no-knock warrant, um, here in Minneapolis, the police used a no-knock warrant on a wrong apartment with the wrong person. Amir was sleeping, and the police... I, oh, sorry. Um, Isaiah was 19. Amir Locke is 22. 
And just like Isaiah, he had a firearms permit. He had everything that needed to be. The police knocked down his door, guns drawn. He reaches for his gun. Before he can even touch his gun, he was dead, and the police put several rounds into him. Um, Like I said, he had a registered firearm, and the police didn't say who they were when they opened the door, even though they said they did. But they... And... Did I mention it was the wrong address? <laughs> like the one thing you have to get right during a no-knock warrant? Which, those I'm just still shocked is a thing. I mean, the Minneapolis police didn't even listen to the St. Paul police in this case because the St. Paul police said that they weren't going to do a no-knock warrant and the Minneapolis police said that they were and then this happens. Um, but over in Baltimore, Donnell was in his car. He got ran up on by the police he got scared, started to pull off, and they put rounds into him. And they were trying to contact him for failing to appear in court. Now, last time I checked, failing to appear in court does not mean that you should die. But I guess the police had other things in their in their minds. Now, when I'm saying all this as well, it doesn't mean that I'm against police. It just means that I'm against the killing of people for no reason. Because it doesn't happen in every country. It's just in America, where if something goes wrong for the police... They pull out their gun and shoot him. Every other country, most of them don't even carry guns. And they have a lower crime rate, lower everything than us, because the police actually help people in other countries. But here in America, it says protect and serve on their car, and they don't protect and they don't serve, they kill. But hey, what do I know, right? <laughs> um, but back to Darnell, they put... Um, he gets shot at, he's bleeding out, falls out of his car, and they handcuff him. As he's still bleeding out, police put their knees on his back as he's still bleeding out. And they do not try to contact an ambulance. They just put rounds into him, fell out of his car, and died. Um, Cops tried to save him, but, I mean, you can't save four gunshot wounds to the chest. Um, Over in Grand Rapids, the police department, Grand Rapids, Michigan, the police department didn't want to release, or the police department wanted to release the body cam footage, but a prosecutor said not until the investigation is done. It is just a video of, an actual disgusting video of Patrick um, Loya getting killed execution style back of the head. Um, The cop is on top of him. Patrick's face is into the ground. Uh, The cop has one knee, can't get his arms. The cop takes out his gun and shoots him in the back of the head execution style absolutely disgusting for running away from the police he police man tackles him knee goes to the back gunshot to the head it's it's one of the grossest things that i've seen in a while um he was checking his car like he was pulled over on the side of the road um checking his car because something was wrong with it police officers pulled up on him with the lights going and everything guns drawn for no reason, he had no weapon, he had no nothing, and, ugh, like, what do you, here's the thing, too, what do you expect if you're working on your car, and the police pull up, and then they just draw their guns on you, what, what, what do you think, he's just gonna stand there, like, I, nothing, I'm sorry, it's, Instead of trying to figure out what what was going on, why was he pulled over, why was this happening, they just, guns drawn. And then he starts to run, and 
then he dies. Last time I checked, running from the police was a crime and not a death sentence. But on a lighter note, um, last last episode I mentioned how um, Virgil was an inspiration. Virgil Abloh was an inspiration to me. I just want to throw it out there. Uh, Francis Kiri, K-E-R-E. Um, he won the 2022 um, Pritzker Architecture Prize winner for building a school in his hometown of Gondo in Africa. It has remote villages. He's the first African to win this award. Um, he's a, pretty much where he's from um, is in West Africa, west of Nigeria and south of Ghana. Um, pretty much where all the French get their gold. Um, it's called Burkina Faso. It also means the land of honest men. And in 1984, they got their independence from the French. So I just, if you like architecture, he's an amazing artist. Builds schools, builds uh, cemeteries, builds... He has this one like amazing wooden bench structure with an overhang. It's just all uh, wooden logs shaved down. It looks amazing. Um, so yeah, there's a little uplift there, but now we'll... <laughs> bring it back to america here we'll go to brooklyn um there's a brooklyn shooting i don't know if any if you guys heard about it wasn't that much on uh basic news but there's a brooklyn shooting it happened in the the train station the first officer that was on the scene couldn't help because his radio was broken slash not working and the, he asked the passenger to call 911 so he, it's not like he could call 911 on his cell phone because his radio wasn't working um, once that happened, all the the cops forgot to stop the trains, so the shooter got away. All of the cameras were broken. <laughs> Eleven billion dollars the Brooklyn Police Department has, and all of the co- all of the cameras were broken in the train station. Um, the shooter called nine one one on himself, <laughs> and the cops still couldn't find him. I'm laughing because I, this is just I. The shooter shot and killed like eleven people, injured eighteen. The cameras were all broken. The first cop's radio wasn't working. The He called 911 on himself. They still couldn't find him. Zach, this random worker on, at a bodega shop, called 911 because they saw he saw him on security cameras and he saw them on the television. And so it's not even like the police were looking because he was just straight up walking on the street of Brooklyn. <laughs> and then this bodega owner calls 911. Hey, this guy's right here. Um... He, Zach called the police and they caught him walking down the street like nothing ever happened. Um, he was arrested and he said that he was a victim of the mayor's mental health program. That same mental health program um, that took away Harlem's safest, they're like the safe haven for, for working out. The cops came and took all of the workout equipment. <laughs> that makes sense. The New York mayor is crazier than most mayors. And in my opinion, the main reason why I got hired was because he was like a bl- pretty much a black Republican. <laughs> and that's what the Republicans love nowadays. It's like a ha-ha in your face. He's black and he's doing this. So um, the same type of energy of cops in L.A. Filling, like during the COVID, how they were filling the skateboard rinks with um, sand, making sure that you can't be out of your house, do anything like that. It's just like... If you don't want to be outside, then go inside. And it's like, well, what do you expect these kids to do when what they do inside is just gang-related stuff and working out actually helps things like that and get out of it. But, hey, what do we know? We're only human, right? 
the same mental health program that bulldozes through homeless shelters outside and doesn't care at all for what they do. Um, and then there was also this NYPD officer trying to beat a stoplight. So he is just like speeding up at a stoplight, trying to beat it. And he ran over this homeless guy, killing him and dragging him down the block. And the front of the van looks absolutely smashed in. And he was dragging, like just trying to beat a red light again. Shout out our tax dollars at work, killing people everywhere. <laughs> God. But, yeah, this episode, it was more or less just me trying to talk about just the people that need to be talked about that nobody's really talking about. The people that are just dying at the hands of our police officers that nobody has any recognition for at all. Um, and just talking about how everybody is in love with Ukraine and just Ukraine needs help this that when what Russia's doing to the Ukraine we've been doing to Africa for years but hey nobody's talking about it. we bomb Africa so much but hey it's for terror it's against terrorist organizations so it doesn't matter we've killed hundreds of thousands of civilians in Africa but hey it doesn't really matter cuz 911 like it's just shit like that that makes no sense shit like gladly accepting Ukrainian refugees into our borders when we fight off everyone else trying to get in and we're just trying to build a wall like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what we were trying to do. But hey, we'll let anybody in if they're white. If you're not white, fuck off. We don't care about you. <laughs> oh, we just love, we just love America, right? America the brave, America the beautiful, America everything. <laughs> what else can we can we chill out and talk about here? I'm your black token friend, so let's uh let me go through some hard hitting topics. Let's talk about how there is no more black uh, squares on Instagram anymore. <laughs> how nobody could give a fuck about what's going on with black people anymore because they go back to their lives and they're just not watching it online anymore every single day. It's still there. It's just people aren't the algorithms don't like it. Nobody likes anything really, but hey, what do what do we know? Because it's not like we wanted to be here. We were forced on ships here, <laughs> but hey, what the fuck? It's still ironic because I wasn't forced on ships because Somalians weren't that type, but a lot of them were kicked out slash leaving because of the whole uprising of Somaliland and all the terrorist acts that were happening over there, so... That's how I got here, but like I said, what do I know? <laughs> um, just your black token friend here talking. Everybody is just acting like the stuff's not happening, and it, it still is happening. It still is in our lives. It's still in every single day, and I like to, I like to think that people still care but I know that it's not in their lives, so they don't really care. And a lot of the times, uh, black people like to blame white people, but it's all of us. Like It's black people not being accepting of other black people. It's the stigmas that go into it of how people are just trying to uh, be better than each other. And it's a lot more with black people because we went from being chained up to now just wearing Cubans all the time, Cuban chains, just wearing iced-out rollies, icing out the neck, iced-out everything. 
And when in reality, a, a dollar in the black community lasts six hours versus in the white community where it could last days, weeks, months, all of that. So, like I said, that needs to change. Um, just sports and how people are still mad about how much they're making when it's like, stop watching them, do all that. But those are the extremes when it comes to black people is we have all that money and still yet we do nothing. And then we have no money and yet we still do nothing. So we just need to learn and and adapt and see how to have all of us succeed and not just one of us. So that's all the fun that we need to do. And we, that needs to happen for any progression to heal. But I just, I hate it when I hear people just blame everything on white people when yes, it was because of them, but our future, our past was because of them and our futures caused because of us because we're not accepting of each other we're just more in competition with each other if anything not starting actual businesses for each other not doing the stuff that needs to actually be done so let's try to figure this out let's try to go through this together because nobody's fucking perfect i'll be the first one to say nobody's perfect um except me in my mother's eyes right (laughs) but yeah we just all need to realize that it doesn't matter. Most things that you do don't matter. It's all about relationships and how people and how you treat other people. And that's about it. So hope you have a good rest of your day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next week. This is your black token friend out. Do 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 do. Goodbye.